All right, guys, welcome back to the Ship Chasing main event mini sods. We just kicked off our first main event of the year here on the 4th of July. We drew the 105, and I have two boys on the run right now, Pat Crane. Guys, <laughs> it looks like you guys are invading, you know, the police right now. What's going on? You'll probably hear some hey, look- sirens as I'm walking around uh, downtown Brooklyn area, so. It looks like we could be able to walk together, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I am enjoying hearing the clinking of, uh, of Ben's cocktail. It's quite relaxing. There we go. <laughs> so we, were, we, we did want to get on the clock here because we've already actually made our first round selection, and we are on deck here for our second round selection. I'll share the board here for us, guys, and I will say – you know, Jonathan Taylor, Justin Jefferson, McCaffrey Cup go off the board. We're sitting there at 105. I mean, we had talked a little bit about this spot over email. I mean, I think between all of us, there was no real discussion other than Chase versus Kelsey. Did did either of you guys have any, you know, last second reservations about going Chase here over Kelsey? No, it feels like such a clear top five right now. I mean, I don't know if it will through – week one, but it seems like a year where I, I think that's just going to crystallize more and we're going to feel very fortunate to get 105s, frankly, because I don't think there's a – I mean, it would have been – I would have probably leaned cup over Chase. Pat's convinced me on Jefferson over Chase as well, but I'm very comfortable with Chase at 105, and I, like 106 is where it gets really hard. Yeah, I mean, I, I am Jefferson over Chase, but I still want to have a ton of demarcation. Uh, you know, he's an absolute baller. So, loved getting him at five. Kelsey, I mean, it is a bit of, I don't know, it's kind of jarring when you think about where we're at on Kelsey, like, compared to where we were last year. Like, Pete, you and I were desperate to get Kelsey in a main event. Never did. Uh, we, did we didn't get any good picks. We didn't have the, the second pick. I think we had one second pick. We ended up taking Kamara. But we wanted to get another one, um, get a chance to take Kelsey. But I don't know. I mean, I think this – I know there's more upside with, you know, Tyreek Hill not being there, target consolidation. But another year older, he really tailed off. Even his eight out was down considerably last year. So his efficiency his efficiency tailed off in general, and then his eight out was down. So I'm a little more nervous. And, like, to Ben's point, I think this top five feels so much stronger than last year's. Yeah. But you did just make me want more Kelsey because I felt <laughs> the same way last year, and he was even more expensive. And, I mean, part of his numbers from last year was that he had that stinger and he had that stretch from, like, week – I want to say week four, week five to week nine or so where he was not really healthy. And then he came on pretty pretty big late. Didn't he have a big playoff run as well? I think he had a huge playoff run, if I'm not mistaken. There is yeah. that room yeah. for him to have even more, you know, of target share and, even, like, potentially have a career season this year. So, it is interesting to think about that in context of last year where I was, I was with you guys. I, I really wanted to be getting – Exposure to him 102, 103, wherever I could, you know, in these tight end premium leagues. And to get him at 106 would be pretty good. I mean, so, yeah, that's a fair point. Yeah, and it, it is interesting. I mean, both on underdog and FFPC, Jefferson seems to be separating from, from Chase, at least, in kind of a tier of his own. And I notice it over and over in underdog drafts. The market definitely prefers Jefferson to Chase. But, yeah, I mean, 105 – 106 is just certainly the sweet spot here. I mean, 
because you know you can get Chase or Kelsey. And then it is really a tear break. We have Eckler, Dalvin Cook, Najee, Henry uh, all go off the board after that. So we are now um, on deck here in the second. I mean, I'm looking at best available, you know, by ADP. It's Leonard Fournette, Aaron Jones, Kyle Pitts, Debo Samuel, Javante Williams. Um, what are you guys thinking about as we head into the second pick? Well, like the main thing I was thinking about with the Kelsey stuff was like, because I've been doing more underdog, I got to convert over to the FFPC brain a little bit and just like went and double checked like where all the tight ends were going, see if there's still that kind of pretty significant gap past Kelsey. And I think there is. I think, you know, Kyle Pitts being priced here, like we were getting him, didn't we get him at like the 312 last year? And it was a, it was a bargain. Yeah. And to have the kind of rookie season he did in terms of efficiency is elite. And that you, you now can stack that on top of an elite prospect profile. I think his odds of becoming like a generational tight end are like higher than they were last year. You know what I mean? Like we, we should probably like increase yes. the odds, like update our prior to include the fact that he just delivered an incredible rookie season. Didn't come with touchdowns, but that's the only black mark. And like as a, you know, as part of that Falcons offense and a rookie tight end, I, I'm very willing to overlook that. So to me, like part of the reason to skip Kelsey is because you can get a Pitts here. So Pitts is the guy that I'm really hoping falls. I mean, we know we want these year two profiles to the, the and we talked about this a little bit, the potential to start with Chase Pitts. These guys were both looking like generational prospects at their positions last year. We knew this. We talked about it. It was, uh, you know, obviously, I think for most of us, Chase was the 101 in, like, dynasty rookie drafts. But if you're talking tight end premium, we, we had discussions about Pitts potentially being right up there with him. To be able to start our first draft of the year, because you know year two is a, is a you want to target. To be able to start with a, a Chase-Pitts combo, I mean, it's just like I'm salivating at that. Like, that would be super, super exciting. So the real thing I think to think through, and I'm, I'm with you guys on Pitts. I'm very excited about him. I think we can talk through the two V2s here because based on ADP, Kittle and Waller are generally available where we're going to be picking in the third. So what we're ultimately looking at, it, assuming we want that, you know, elite tight end build is we're looking at a two V two of like, you know, Debo Samuel versus, you know, potentially I'm looking at some of the wide receivers. It, it's probably like a Keenan Allen, AJ Brown, Michael Pittman versus, a, you know, Debo Samuel now in George Kittle or Waller. I actually mix that up. So it's like Debo yeah. and then Kittle and Waller, or you take um, Pitts and you're getting like a Keenan Pittman, A.J. Brown type later. I mean, if it's the A.J. Brown version of I, that, I want that all day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I want A.J. Brown, dude. I'm with you. Um, but, no, I mean, I the, the Kittle and Waller thing feels very comfortable – I do. My phone might die here in a second, just for the record. But I, I do think those guys are a tier down from Pitts, a pretty significant tier in terms of like real upside scenarios. I think they're both very good. They have splash potential in those three big weeks at the end of the season. But Pitts just has this potential to be an absolute superstar. Those guys' situation has definitely gotten a little bit worse. And I, I mean, they're they're fine. I mean, they're they're good values. But I, I don't want to be like. I'm I'm turning towards not wanting to be super exposed to Kittle and Waller just because they're a little bit better value and I can still get this elite tight end because I do think Pitt should be more expensive, right? Or or Kelsey should be more expensive. 
Yeah. The other thing that's really interesting is to compare these elite tight end ADP on underdog to FFPC. Obviously a massive difference going from half point PPR to one and a half year. But, you know, Kelsey's going a couple picks ahead of where he goes on underdog. Andrews is going like exactly where he goes on underdog. We did just lose Gretsch here. You know, Pitts has been going early round three. So we're getting about, you know, five to six picks ahead of that, but a full one point PPR here. And it feels like that gap is just going to get accentuated as we go down the tight end tier where it's like to get that extra point here and only sacrifice like five to six spots of ADP relative to different sites seems pretty great to me. Yeah, it does. And, and um, probably, I mean, Andrews, we weren't in a position to get him, but I mean, getting Andrews basically exactly where he goes on a half point PPR site in uh in a one and a half PPR uh, tight end premium site is like nuts. So th- that makes me really want to get Andrews when we have the chance to. Um, and yeah, the, the price difference isn't that big on, uh, on pits either. It's, a, it's definitely a lot bigger on Kittle. I like Kittle a lot, but he's going like early fifth now on underdogs. So he's, he's probably like, maybe we want to get our Kittle exposure on underdog if we have to do a, an early third round pick. Although, I don't know if, if we were to get sniped on pits here, I actually would be quite comfortable taking Kittle in the early third. Yeah, I would too. And I think that's, that's the interesting thing here. I mean, if we did go wide receiver here, I mean, you're, you're looking at, at Debo or T Higgins. I mean, who would be your, your pick in that scenario? I mean, at least those would be my two. One of the things I've been trying to think through is getting um, better closing line value. Uh, you know, Levitan uh, had a really good pot on this. Um, but, like, I think last year, like, with the Antonio Gibson stuff, which I was pushing last year in our first main, it's just bad. We just got bad closing line value on Gibson, like, regardless of, even, like, you know, yeah. even though he got kind of hyped up later, we still took him on the one-two turn or whatever. I think we had the 11th pick. So we took him, like, 111. Um, and we're just doing so many of these now that I'd like to think that through that part of it a little bit more. Um and so Depot jumps out as a guy who maybe we are getting good closing line value on where like, I, I know it probably shouldn't at this point. Cause it seems like obvious that he's going to play this year, but his ADP probably is being held down a little bit by some of the remaining uncertainty with the trade yeah. request stuff. So, you know, he could be the two Oh three, two Oh four. I mean, he could kind of swap with Evans here pretty easily. I, I, I agree. And I think he could probably swap with lamb. You know, I feel like, after Adams and Diggs are off the board, it does it. Once we lock in Lance as the quarterback, it, it does feel like there's no reason Debo shouldn't be going right in that range. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it almost reminds me a little bit of Jonathan Taylor last year in terms of like the early drafters having it right. And I was, I was actually in the early drafts of this year kind of thinking, you know, Debo's price is going to come down a little bit once projections have their say. But now I feel like he's actually a little too low. So yeah. uh, the, the early drafts, Debo was right there on the one-two turn because um, we actually remembered how good he was. And it's like, I mean, we were talking about Debo in the playoff contest about how he was the comfiest selection because there were so many ways he got there, negative game scripts, rushing, passing, you know, positive game scripts. And I feel like that same floor in the multiple outs is there, and now we just even have a sky-high ceiling with him too, with, with Lance potentially unlocking this offense. I just, I think he's such a smash pick 
Um, and he's been one of my, at least on underdog where I've done way more drafts. Like I, I hoover him up anywhere after the mid second on uh, on underdog. So yeah, I wouldn't ultimately be devastated if this guy took Kyle Pitts here, just because of Jamar chase and Debo start knowing we could probably get one of Waller Kittle is, is pretty interesting to me. I agree. I made it. Yeah. Gretz, we just discussed uh, yeah. Debo being the, the consolation prize to Kyle Pitts if he gets next. I like that. I think that makes uh, a lot of sense, yeah. I mean, who else – who are the other receivers that we're talking about? So Tyree Kill and T. Higgins by ADP would be kind of an other wide receivers with Debo as best available. Sure. I like Debo. Is, yeah. is that what you guys were thinking? Like you guys were leaning that way? That's where we are. Yeah. yeah. We were both in on Debo, and we were just kind of talking through the 2v2 yeah. of, you know, you're, you looking at, you're looking at like Debo versus Kittle Waller, or you're looking at Pitts versus, again, obviously we all view A.J. Brown as closer to Debo than he is to like Keenan and Pittman, but it it's because we personally have such a tear break, that's a pretty big difference if you're doing those 2v2s and like A.J. Brown doesn't fall to us there. Yeah, plus I was I was telling Pete I want to do a better job of kind of figuring out what combos we can get now that we might not be able to get later. And uh, Chase Tito definitely feels like one of those. Oh, we lost Scratch again. I mean, it is it is worth thinking through like who our selection or the our our targets would be in the mid third. Um, I'll bring Gretch back here. I mean, I do think Gretch we should think about. You know, if we do get pits here, we're probably going to be in that range where let's just assume AJ Brown gets sniped because he should. Yeah. I mean, we're then kind of in, oh, do you go with a bully tight end build? Do you reach for a Brees Hall? Or do we take like the next tier of wide receivers, which would be Mike Williams, Jalen Waddle? See, so I was thinking like a Waddle, but maybe that's just because I'm already thinking like we're Chase Pitts and I start getting thematic with it. But <laughs> I mean, I think like. You, you I, it'd just be a fun, like I think you could just read, you could dip into that waddle too. There's still some receivers that are pretty interesting there, you know. I mean, that's the way I would think of it. Or Brees Hall would be fine with me as well, for sure. Yeah, we're also just flying a little blind because I mean, this is the first wave of main events, so we don't know a lot of the ADPs and stuff. We don't know who's likely to fall. Um, so it is a little bit of kind of guesswork. Yeah. And you made Pete, you made a really good point. I don't know if you mentioned this one else having some technical difficulties, but you made a great point about how Diggs fell the two oh in this draft. It's the opposite side of the draft from from the turn until we get back in that three oh five. So maybe it's not really relevant, but I mean maybe we see a little bit more of this running back heavy that we've seen so far carry, you know, especially if you know, say a running back goes here and we take pits, then you still Debo on the board. You still have those other guys you mentioned, Tyreek. I mean, it, it feels like an AJ Brown can fall at that point, right? Yeah. I mean, that was, yeah, what I was saying is these drafters, the Cook, Harris, Henry, all passing on digs, definitely tells me a little bit about them. It's hard to get a read on the top half just because those first four picks are so locked in. Yeah. Um, yeah, although but, hopefully they're looking at that too, thinking better take James Conner so I don't get locked out of running back. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it seems like we're in agreement here, which is take Pitts if he's there. If not, we're all, you know, very comfortable with Debo. And then 
I think it's just like pray that AJ Brown falls to us. And then otherwise we'll, we'll probably have to kind of settle for, for yeah. another tier of wide receiver. Who are the running backs that are available right now? The next best. So Saquon falling to 206 is kind of unique right now because he's been creeping up towards the first, right? In a running back heavy draft so far. Yeah. Who are the other guys that go? Cornette, Aaron Jones. Javante, Chubb, and then ETN and Kamara have been uh, – ETN is, I mean, he, ETN's flipped Kamara right now, at least in this So – ETN probably goes before a 305. I think so. There's nine picks that are not our pick before we pick at 305. There's Debo, Tyreek, who was the other? T Higgins. T Higgins, AJ Brown. I'm very comfortable with ETN. I'd be very comfortable with a number of those receivers in the third if somehow we got Aaron Jones or Fournette. It feels like we're going to get something there at 3 It might have to be a running back. But, like, just trying to add up the nine picks that go. Yeah, well, I, mean, no, I, I would be very comfortable with Javante. I mean, you know. Right. That would, that would be pretty amazing. Yeah. So, you're, I mean, you're completely right. I just pulled up on the screen for those of you who are ship chasing VIP, seeing the video version of this. You know, the nine pick stretch is referencing there's Leonard Fournette, Aaron Jones, Kyle Pitts, who we would take, Debo, Javante Williams, Tyreek Hill, T. Higgins, Nick Chubb, ETN. So, I mean, that's the nine right there. AJ and AJ Brown. Brown. And he falls out of that window. So, if AJ Brown goes, that means a Chubb, ETN, well, Tyreek. And- there's there's nine picks that aren't our pick. We're going to take one of those. There's really there's there's ten right until we pick at three oh five. But yeah, I think all it takes is basically one or two drafters taking a Michael Pittman or taking somebody that we are not necessarily as excited about at three oh five. I think we're going to be in pretty good position. Or even frankly taking ETN who we would consider, but it's not like an amazing target for us at three oh five. Um, yeah, I, I loved – I was hammering ETN when he was, like, in the fifth and sixth. But, uh, you know, this is a bit pricey, especially if it's, like, him versus A.J. Brown. Yeah. Well, in, to me, it's almost ETN versus Brees Hall. I mean, I think I'm on the Hall side. Well, is there any chance Hall comes back is, or the yeah. FFPC guys not? Okay. All right. I mean, well, based on ATP, ADP, there's a definite chance he comes back. Yeah, so – Getting a chance at, at Hall in the fourth versus CPN in the, at the 305, I mean, I, I want Hall. That, that's, some, adjusted, that, that's a no-brainer. You meant coming back in the fourth. I meant he'd for sure yeah. be there for us in the third. It, it would be close in the fourth, 36.3 is his okay. 80. So he's a 3-4 turn, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so probably um, not. Okay. All right, let's. Um, I feel like we're in a good spot here. Yep. We are gonna try to record these, you know, whenever we have a couple decisions to make. But I think we're pretty, pretty set here, and we'll uh, we'll touch base again when we pick in the third. Yeah, I mean, just yeah, to tie ball on that, I I, I do just because I, I think you're you're saying the two v two very well. It's it's exciting though if we can get pits that we might still get a pretty premium non tight end, right? Yeah, and so we don't know what that two v two is quite yet but we're kind of going to let the draft dictate that. And there's a pretty good chance. I think we're probably 80% to get somebody that we're really excited about at 305. Yeah. yeah and... it's... Go ahead, Pat. Well, I was just going to say with the, the 2v2 stuff, I think the safest way for us to play would actually be to take Debo. And then we're going to get one of, almost certainly, we would get one of 
Waller or Kittle, but that closes out a start like yes. Chase Pitts, AJ Brown, which is the fucking nut start. Right. So I, I say we take Pitts and yeah. gamble a little bit. Couldn't have said that better. That's exactly how I'm thinking. But let's let's keep the, the home run start in in play, right? Yep. I'm with you guys on that. All right. We will be back here to talk about our next pick. If you guys are listening to the audio version of this and would like to see the video version, you guys can become YouTube VIPs and we get these up there uh, as well. So we will check in with you guys when we are on the clock uh, later. Talk to you later. Peace.